What's going on, everybody? We now welcome you on to another episode of Off the Hardwood. Unfortunately, today we are not in studio due to some unforeseen circumstances. We're back on Zoom, just a quick episode, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we have a very, very special guest in the house tonight, a heavily requested guest amongst the fans. We have on former Wofford College point guard and current overseas professional. He's playing in Mexico now. My good friend, Eric Garcia. Eric, good to have you on the show, man. How we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. No, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so kind of like for the people who obviously you were heavily requested by the fans, but for the people who listen to our show <laughs> that don't know your story, kind of give us a bra- uh, like a history of your basketball background and where you are now. Uh, okay. So, you know, I'm from, uh, Aurora, Colorado, played at, uh, Grandview High School, um, home of the Wolves, you know, shout out, uh, played there. Uh, then I signed to go play at Wofford, uh, which is in South Carolina. Uh, I had a, had a really fun career there, played all four years there. Uh, went to the tournament a couple times, uh, which was fun. And then, uh, yeah, now I've been playing overseas. This would be my fifth year. Uh, I was in Europe for a couple of years and then uh, been in Mexico the last few. So it's been an interesting journey, but it's been fun for sure. For sure. So um, how did COVID kind of impact this past season for you? And, and just, um, yeah, how did, how did COVID impact this past season for you and everything? Uh, yeah, so COVID definitely made things different. Uh, it shortened our season from six months to three months, um, which wow. was kind of weird. Uh, so we didn't play as many games, um, which was good and bad, I guess. You know, it was less of a toll on the body, but we uh, uh, had another solid year. Uh, there was no fans, which was kind of kind of odd because in Mexico, the fans are amazing. Like they, uh, a lot of sold out games and a lot of just rowdy, rowdy fans. So that was that was kind of different, but uh, yeah, no, it definitely just made things a little bit harder. Had to get tested every week, which was not fun, but uh, everybody had to go through it. So, you know, it is what it is. No, definitely. Um, okay. So I'm going to, this is kind of about your, your career as a professional. Um, so kind of like when you go overseas, people obviously see the fact that like you're getting paid and you're a professional basketball player, but there's also, I don't even know if I want to go to the point where they're negatives, but I feel like there's some disadvantages to things. So like throughout your first couple of years as a pro, what have been some of the biggest things that you've struggled with and kind of had to adapt to living in a in a foreign country, I guess? Yeah. So that's the thing. Everybody thinks like, you know, it's like everything's perfect. You know, you're playing uh, basketball, you're getting paid, you know, like, and I will say it, the positives do outweigh the negatives, but it's not all perfect. Um, like I said, I was in Europe my first couple years and people don't realize like you're gone for 10 months. Like so and most of the time people aren't going to come see you, you know, family wise and stuff like that. You're going to miss birthdays and holidays and stuff like that it gets a little bit a little bit lonely. But um, that's probably the hardest part about playing overseas that I think a lot of guys can relate to. You're away for christmas and and stuff like that where you should be around family and all of that but you know it's a sacrifice and it's hard to complain when you you know are just playing a game um so um yeah i don't i don't really like to complain about it but yeah it's not all perfect but the the good outweighs the bad 
Yeah. What was like, like the language barriers? How was that in terms of, you know, you get yelled at by somebody who's speaking a completely foreign language and you have no idea what your coach is saying. How was the language yeah. barriers in that aspect? Um, that actually, you know, a lot of people were like, man, that must've been difficult. I'm like, it actually was great because when they got mad and were cussing or yelling yeah. at me and I didn't know what they were saying. So I was like, <laughs> you know, it really, it, I don't know what you're saying. I know it's not good, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely – it's funny. I, my rookie year, I had a translator because my coach didn't like to speak a lot of English, but he'd translate every, like, second sentence. And then the coach would be like, did you understand that? And I was like, well, now I'm two sentences behind. You know, like, I was, <laughs> I was all messed up. There was but, a guy that just stood there and would translate whatever the coach said? Well, he was he was an assistant coach. Oh, so okay. he would mm. – the coach, like, knew English, but he didn't love to – a lot of the overseas coaches – all know English, but yeah. a lot of them, when they want to talk fast and get their point across, like they speak in, you know, their language, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta, you just gotta kind of watch and, and, and try to keep <laughs> up, pick it up yeah, as you go. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So look, when guys are, are trying to find new teams, um, what are some of the biggest things that you're looking for in a, in a, in a new spot? Like you said, you were um, playing in Europe and now you're in Mexico. Like what was the, what was the biggest thing that you were looking for when you were, when you were moving? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like picking a college. Uh, as you guys know, like you, there's more than just the name of the school. Like you got to pick like the living situation, the, the money, the, you know, the coach, like what league there's a, a bunch of different leagues overseas. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, like I, I wanted to, to go to Europe and try it. And, uh, and I did for a few years and it was great, but then, uh, I, I have a dual citizenship in Mexico. So, um, that was kind of, I can play as a local, um, which is just makes my value a little bit higher. Um, so, uh, I like, I like playing in Mexico. It's closer to home, same time zone. Uh, my family was able to come watch me play and stuff like that. So. Nice. That was kind of the bigger reason. Um, also, the season's like four months shorter. So uh, that was also a plus yeah. for sure. Oh, wow. no, definitely. Uh, wait, so kind of elaborate again on what you were talking about in terms of the rosters with passports and teams were only allowed X amount of local guys and stuff like that. Because I don't think a lot of people are familiar with kind of that whole concept and how it works in terms of the rosters. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so each team, each country is different. Um, and each league is different on the amount of uh, imports you can have. So it doesn't have to be American. You can be, you just can't be from that country. So like in, when I was in Sweden, we could only have three imports. So we had three Americans, but like in Mexico, we can have four imports. So we had three Americans and one guy from Argentina. So um, it just has to be a mix of those guys. So if you're an American, but you have a passport of some sort, whether it's Italian or Spanish or, German or like in my case Mexican like your your value is a little bit higher because you're still an American but you don't count against the import spot mm -hmm. okay. so okay. it kind of all those factors kind of weigh in on on yeah stuff would like you that. say those import spots are probably the most competitive they're going to use those pretty wisely to try and make sure yeah. they're best best guys so to speak oh yeah yeah um and not always like people get confused that it's just like the Americans are the best players on the team like I played with so many guys from uh, like in Sweden, we had like five national team players on our team. And that's what wow. made the difference. Uh, like our Americans were good, but when it came down to it, our 
our local guys were better than the other team's local guys. So, um, yeah, it just depends on the whole – there's just so much that goes into it. It's hard to fully explain. But, yeah, you're only allowed a certain amount of spots. Yeah, okay. no, definitely. That makes sense. And, that makes sense. And for the people who uh, who don't who don't know, where in Mexico is, you, is your team located? So I'm in uh, Mexicali. Uh, it's like so. We're very northern. We're Mexico, big Mexicali like, guys on this podcast. <laughs> big, yeah. Mex, Mex, big Mexicali stands. Hey, Mexicali is a great place. Like the fans are great. Uh, it's we. Uh, it was fun. We didn't win the championship this year, but we won it the previous year, and it was just a great experience. Uh, and it's just it's just cool because you're you're right on the border, so people think of Mexico like it's scary, and you know, and obviously there's certain things you got to stay away from, but um, you know, if you just stay stay to yourself and kind of mm-hmm. do your thing then uh it's a great place to be so i love it there that's dope. yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a fat mexicali fan base going here in america for the boys. yes um, yes let's, let's do it okay so as obviously you're a couple years into your pro career now and as you've gone through it i'm sure you've played with a lot of guys who have been very successful or you know you've worked out with them or whatever but in your couple of years as a pro, what's been the biggest thing that you've noticed that separates guys in terms of why some dudes make it and some dudes are just, you know, kind of play one or two years and they're done? Like, what's kind of the biggest thing um, that separates guys? So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say a couple of things, like just skill wise. I mean, as guys get older, like the biggest thing I've seen is like pros make shots at a higher, higher level than college guys. Um, they're a little bit smarter. They know how to space the floor better. Um, so that kind of comes in terms of why some guys don't make it, I guess. Uh, it's kind of like what I said earlier. Like, there's guys who are really, really good, like way better than me and by far. But sometimes they're they're out there 10 months, they get lonely. They're like, man, is it really worth it? Um, stuff like that, like whether it's money-wise or just living situation, whatever. Um but also, like, there's dudes who are, like, and you guys know, like, there's dudes who can – that are hoopers, and there's dudes that can play basketball and, like, fit into a system and stuff like that. So, some guys are really, really good, and you play them one-on-one. I mean, you have no shot, but you put them in a team situation. You got to adapt to the coach, to the team, and uh, stuff like that. So, I've seen some of those guys fade off just because, uh, you know, you put them in a isolated situation, they're fine, but you put them in that team situation, it kind of – gets a little dicey yeah no definitely i know what you're, right. i know what you mean 100 percent. yeah sure. so um under recruited coming out of high school um me and sam and i'm pretty much pretty much the whole state know how much of a how much of a killer you you are and, and definitely were in high school but describe the recruiting how the um recruiting process was for you and like what do you think you took from it for the rest of your career uh yeah um it's you know as you guys know it's tough coming from Colorado uh, we mm-hmm. see a lot of guys who are good and that maybe get under recruited and stuff like that but uh I kind of I I kind of got recruited late um and I had a kind of a lucky situation where a coach left a school and then told my coach about me so then he he then recruited me uh so it was kind of uh by chance like that but um yeah it came down to a to a couple other schools, but I'm glad I, I ended up picking Wofford for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I awesome. remember this is a serious throwback, but I remember I was like sixth, seventh grade and you guys played uh, Highlands Ranch in the Sweet 16. 
for my sure, boy, my for boy sure remember that. was going crazy. <laughs> in his absolute bag. In oh, his my bag. goodness. That man, that man had about 30 on the road, and I was going crazy. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the boy. That's the boy. But now um, – but we lost. We lost that game. I have to say that. Yeah, he had the whole. He had the whole city of Highlands Ranch just on its on the edge of its seat, just on its heels. <laughs> it was. It was like a. It was like a yeah. Trey Young in New York versus New York City type of situation. It really, it really was. Yeah. He was just killing. Yeah. Highlands really Ranch is a is it's a high style place when it comes to <laughs> state. Uh, playoffs, so that was, that was sure back then. Boys Definitely. entered there as kids and left as men, dude. That, that's, <laughs> it's serious out there. Yeah. No, nah, man. Teams. I mean, so looking back on your career, um, obviously you've had a great run so far. Kind of talk about what your goals are moving forward and what you kind of hope to get out of your the rest of your career in terms of, you know, whether that be where you want to play, how far you want to make it, how long you want to play for, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we. I know we kind of talked about that the other yeah. day, just how long I want to play. And I don't know. It's just kind of until my body uh, kind of gives up on me. I'm getting a little bit older. I'm like in the middle of like, I'm still young, but this will be my fifth year. So I'm getting up to that vet status a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I love playing in Mexico. Um, I think I want to play there for a while uh, and just kind of see what happens. I don't, I can't really, I thought this was going to be my last year, um, but I can't really say because that that passion is still in me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I still when I break it down, like I'm I get paid to play a game, which is mm -hmm. crazy to me. Like I never, you know, just being from, you know, where I'm from and stuff like that. I've been I just was trying to make it to college and stuff like that to play. So now that I'm given this chance, uh, I'm just kind of seeing where it takes me. I'm not really trying to put a set date on it or anything. So. Uh, I definitely want to win another championship, though. We uh, we took a. I was on a little streak, and then we lost. So I got to get got to get back on that. I'm get I'm getting the championship tee if you guys win. I'm yes, going to yes. Mexicali tee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next up for you, um, you have the the basketball tournament coming up. The first yep. game is July 17th. You are gonna gonna going against West Virginia. So talk talk a little bit about that and. And about some of the some some of the guys you have on your on your team and everything. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun experience. Uh, it'll be our be our first year, uh, especially as a Wofford team. Um, I had a couple chances to play for some other teams, but uh, just didn't end up doing it. So this would be fun to kind of play with some of the guys that I haven't seen in three or four years. Um, and we also got we just got a guy Emmett Williams from LSU. Uh, mm. We got a couple other guys, Daniel Amigo from Denver. He plays on my uh, Mexico team. Uh, so we got mostly Wofford guys, but then a couple other guys to, to help us out. Uh, we're playing a really good West Virginia team. Uh, they're uh, they're pretty stacked. Uh, so it'll be it'll be tough, but we're uh, you know just gonna have fun, see what happens. I know a couple of those. one of those guys that played on my Mexico team two years ago. So uh, I've been talking back and forth with him a little bit. And then uh, actually their coach was my host on my visit to Wofford because he went to Wofford and then transferred to West Virginia. So it's a small world, as you guys know, the basketball community is such a small, uh, small community. So uh, it's going to be fun on ESPN, which that'll be cool to kind of play, play in front of the, you know, you know, back on the local, local TV and stuff like that. And uh just trying not to embarrass myself so <laughs> yeah so yeah everybody who's listening july 17th that does that what it is july 17th 
Tune yep. in ESPN, Wofford College alumni against West Virginia. We'll be we'll be locked yep. in. The boys are we'll gonna be, be locked in. Super locked in. Where's where is that game at again? It's uh in Charleston, West Virginia. So it's gonna be a home game for them. So they're uh, they're gonna be rowdy. So we, we gotta be ready. Um, all right, those those games at Highlands Ranch prepared you. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Highlands Ranch. We will be tapped in. Well, Eric, yeah. man, we appreciate you coming on, bro. As always, you've done a lot for us over the years. It was a lot of fun to have you on and chop it up a little bit. We'll be uh yeah. We'll be following for sure. I'm sure we'll be in the gym next couple of weeks or whatever, but we'll be following you, especially in the TBT and good luck with yes, everything. Sir. And like we said, man, appreciate you coming on. Yes, yep. Thanks uh, for coming on. Appreciate right, you guys. Yeah.